0: What's shaking, you tuba nights? Welcome to Lords of the Lambs. Presents the cover price top shakers of oh, the week. Running a little bit early today because mm. your boys got tickets to see Shang Chi at 7 p.m. So I figure oh, I can yeah. do this for an hour. I got an AMC thing, so I already got my seats picked out. So uh we're gonna rock this. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. To Mrs. Heim holding down with the wrench. My man Matt Devoe in there. There are some really cool books on this list. You may get one for 10, no, maybe? two, two, easy. Two, two for 10, yeah. Maybe but too. in the grade, I mean, that's another question. Oh. All yeah, th- no, that's all a whole together. other question. <laughs> that's on no <laughs> yeah. other question. But yeah. hey, we'll make it easy for you guys. You don't have to have that grade, right? Yeah, you know uh, You know, so, you know. You know, because Matt has picked out some goodies for this one. Since it's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday, and first one in the live chat gets to uh, request the music they want. So we get some Freestyle Friday. Let's drop this one while you guys congregate, man. Let's do this. shout out to dj2 fresh for the old school freestyle mix for your freestyle friday one day early um it's it is friday in other parts of the world shout out to everybody in the live chat shout out to jack what's up jack what's going on man excited
1: i'm just i'm just living here jealous of what you got going on
0: tonight that's all <laughs> i got shang chi tickets at 7 p.m in an amc dolby prime theater oh. Oh. and it's uh the only seats left are in, like, the front row. If you want to enjoy a film movie, do not sit in the front row. you, you, you be going like that. So I, <laughs> I plan on seeing it again on IMAX this weekend, too, so I can get, you know. Uh, so I heard it's really good in uh, IMAX. Speaking of IMAX, JB, what's up? What's yes. the good
2: word? What is the good word? The good word, my friends, is God is great. We got the news in writing officially that post my wife's surgery, there is no more cancer in her. Awesome. and. All I can say is thank God. Thank God all the prayers have been answered. My channel's coming back. I'm ready to come back. I want to collaborate with people. I'll be talking about that later and wait till you see tonight's list. It is fire. And I'm pumped up because I actually got one of the books.
0: Awesome. That right, is great news. Uh, congrats to your wife for the, the long fight that she's been through. We've all had somebody uh, that we've known that has bio cancer, and it's no joke, yes. man. It is no joke. I should have no played DJ Lazy joke. Boy for you since he's a cancer survivor. Like but next hot, Thursday, hot. you will get DJ Lazy Boy, The who's a cancer survivor, who's a DJ, but uh, shout out to everybody in the live chat Welcome to the Cover Price Top Tens. This show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com Go sign up for uh, $6.99 a month To get your full price guides, collections, and trends Including the Top 10 list uh, Daily uh, Movers list And this list, the Daily Shakers list This show is also sponsored by our friends at KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B for 15 You uh, Notice I'm not talking really fast <laughs> I need to get out of here Discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off Any KRS Comics exclusives And anything in the KRS pull box uh, dropping Friday, you know, you got to have Miles with some corn rolls. Look at that. May May, Mike Mayhew and an ASM 300 homage. Uh, this drops Friday at noon Eastern nine Pacific. You guys know how people are about ASM 300 homages. So uh, make sure you check that out. That's pretty dope, man. I'm, I'm digging the, the costume and miles with the corn rolls, man. Very cool. So that is miles Morales number 30. That's going to be dropping on Karis comics on Friday at nine pacific excuse me noon eastern nine pacific so make sure you head on over there and use your discount code and without further ado let's get right to the shakers list boys and girls what do we got starting off number one everybody should have this one in their collection right
2: (laughs) all right first up we've got batman harley quinn originally published in 1999 from dc comics and until this week's new high sale of 970 bucks for a 9.8 this first appearance of Harley Quinn in DC continuity was greatly undervalued with her first appearance in Batman adventures, number 12 selling in uh, 9.8 for well over two grand. Her first in continuity appearance is, and should be a pretty big book. However, almost all previous sales for 9.8 copies sold for a rear 400 bucks with such an iconic Alex Ross cover and a key issue. This is definitely not flying under the radar anymore. If your LCS has cheap copies on their wall, now's a great time to pick one up.
0: I swear to God, this is one of those books. If you read it, it's no longer a 9.8 because the way (laughs) you would have to open up to just like the pages by like three inches because it's such a hard stock. If you were to read it like a normal person. It's no longer a 9.8. You know what I mean? For those who have have raw copies of this, you guys know what I'm talking about. When this uh, prestige format came out back in 1999. But for the longest time, man, this was the book on everybody's radar. And then, you know, Batman Adventures 12. And there's another book that is her another one in her first in like the DC continuity. It's a a Batman book. I forgot what it is. So somebody in the live chat can probably uh, tell me what it is. But uh, starting off the list, Batman Harley Quinn. Uh, the classic Alex Ross cover from 1999. All right, next up. Ah, man, I haven't seen this book in a while.
1: Yeah, staying with DC Comics here. We got Black Adam, the Dark Age, number one. Again, an Alex Ross variant, uh, one in 10, uh, which of course is DC Comics in 2007. And when it comes to Black Adam, there are very few iconic variants for the Shazam villain. We present you with another Alex Ross cover, with this one in 10 variant as dc builds their new dcu we're told that we'll see the first look of this character played by the rock as that builds so does this covers raw sales from 172 dollars to 200
2: did, wow did we just start the show with two dc books in a row right off the bat and i love did. it
0: and Man. you know what they're not ridiculously priced i mean Relatively for for now for now I guess for for the year 2021 this is not seen to be ridiculously spiced if uh, 17250 sounds like it was a uh, an auction that started at you know 99 cents or whatever you know it doesn't seem to be like a buy it now uh but you know hopefully you got it's in a, a near mint uh plus uh so there you go all right so uh, first two out of the list black man black man black Adam Whoa. the Dark Age issue number one good old Alex Ross two in a row well. Let's see how many people have this big boy on their list. Because, you know, this is a grail, but, you know, I wouldn't say tons of people have them. But, you know, perhaps not in this grade. What is it?
2: Well, here you go. Incredible Hulk number 181 originally published in 1974 from Marvel Comics. And we've been waiting for a 9.8 copy of Hulk 181 to sell publicly for almost six months. And it finally happened on Comic Link last week. The last public 9.8 sale, according to our records, occurred on March 3rd when it sold for $45,005. Now falling well short of its record of $59,005 on February 16th. But this week we finally had a new sale for this book since the prices of comics spiked and it hit a new record of $86,000. This new record beat out the prior high by $28,005 or just shy of 50%. Outside of that shocking $264,000 sale of that rare CGC 9.8 Marvel Spotlight 5 in June, this puts this first appearance of Wolverine back on top as the most valuable comic book of the Bronze Age. But don't forget, there's a single CGC 9.8 out there. And being the single highest-graded copy of one of the most desirable books of all time, there's no telling what it'll sell for if it ever comes up and hits the open market again.
0: I'd Damn. love to know
2: who has that 9.9. 9. Who's got I, the I 9 There,
0: 9. I think there are a ton of people that are sitting on their copies waiting for the official Feige news to drop. You know what I mean? That's going to give it the bump uh, because, you know, the book has always been hot. It's been going up steadily and steadily, but, you know, once it gets the the – The Feige treatment, boom, it goes through the roof when, you know, when it gets officially announced, like, you know, the Logan movie and all the Wolverine movies it moved a little bit. But man, we're in a brand new uncharted territories now with uh, the way the market is. Imagine now if they were to name an actor and Wolverine coming up in whatever movie in the MCU. Your heads will explode. Right. Uh, I will my head exploded when I saw the last one on the list. I can't believe how much that one sold for, but you're gonna have to stick around to find out, boys and girls. Incredible Hulk, 181. A 9.2 sold for 14 grand. If you can't get that other one that sold for 80 grand. So just throw yeah. that up there for you. And that's sold back <laughs> in August 30th. All right. What do we got next? Uh we talked about this book a while ago, and this is the rarest of the rare.
1: Yeah, this is a tough book. We're talking about Invincible Iron Man number one, the Elizabeth Torque Amalgam Comics exclusive uh, from Marvel in 2016. As interest in Riri Williams was ramping up earlier this year, we brought this Elizabeth Torque variant to your attention. It hit an impressive $700 for a raw copy, and we haven't seen a raw sale since that time. By the time you read this, uh, another copy will have sold off eBay for at least $800. We also just had a CGC 9.8 copy go for an all-time high sale of $2,450 on August 26th. But why? Sometimes books get a lot of hype for, the, uh, for their value increases to irrational highs because no one stopped to ask why. So here we go. The Invincible Iron Man series is the first solo series for Riri Williams. While she is featured on various covers in the Ironheart armor with the Ironheart name, she actually receives the name in Tony Stark, A.I., in issue number three of the series. The variant This variant features Riri having coffee with the owners of Amalgam Comics and Coffee, owner uh, Ariel Johnson. It's a heartwarming cover combining the comic world and the real world. However, there's no Ironheart name and there's no first look in the costume like captain marvel's 17 second print right now you may be yelling scarcity you'd be correct on that front as this book was limited to a thousand copies marvel made an exception uh, on their standard 3,000, 1500 1000 variant cover format in this case confirmed by the retailer directly to cover price Uh, but there are other variants with low print runs as well the second print has an unknown number of initial sales, but likely 2,000 or less. The ArtGerm Copic variant was limited to 1,500, and the uh, inked line art version has less than that. Actual numbers not advertised by the retailer, Legacy, It states it to be the lowest print run of its ArtGerm variants. Those art Germ books are going for less than $20, and they actually have uh, Riri from the torso up in the Ironheart armor. Why the discrepancy? Could it be art germ fatigue or maybe simply store incentive fatigue, especially with the triplicate covers that merely shift the color tone? Either way, when one becomes such a powerhouse like the Amalgam variant, it's always worth taking into account factors that go into a good variant spec. Scarcity, cover art quality, key cover art, and on-screen pertinence to see what other investment opportunities there might be.
0: And that's a great note by Matt that it's, it's a perfect storm. Scarcity, Mm -hmm. really good cover art. If you look at the artwork on this and the faces that are drawn, and if I remember correctly, Amalgam was an actual coffee shop slash comic book store. Yeah. Made this exclusive, which makes it even cooler. Right. I mean, you know, think about, you know, a comic shop and coffee shop. Uh, you know, you can go in there, have a cup of coffee, drink your comics or whatever. And Elizabeth Torque, the the uh, the art on this is awesome. And plus now, as we looked on the cover Price top 10, you know, it's, you know, and, and, you know, and the thing about Art germ, I think a couple of years ago, there was art germ fatigue when he first came out. And it's almost like, um I I don't know, victim of your own success because you started seeing art term variants everywhere. Yeah, then you see start that seeing art term regular covers everywhere. But good for the artist, because you know what? The artist is getting regular work, you know, you right. know what I mean? But and uh, you know, but as scarcity as collectors for things are, that are scarce, we're like you know, yelling at him, oh, I wish it would do less cover. Hey man, let the man get paid. He's got a regular gig. You know how hard it is for artists to get a regular gig on an ongoing comic, you know what I mean? So uh so I kudos.
1: Think- I think one of the things that Matt mentioned that I'll say to you or that I think is like one of the strongest points that really stands out that could be the determining factors where he mentions kind of like the outside of their element, combining the real world and and, and the comics that you think back to um, to that, the, the cover that had, uh, it, it was for, I think, Outlawed um that had like miles and i think uh uh kamala khan kind of like out of their costumes that did really well in the secondary market it was like a one in 50 and it was going for several hundred dollars i, I think that these covers that are kind of like differentiate themselves from the pack where they don't show that typical superhero scene are starting to like really resonate with with the buying community because i think you just don't see them as often uh, and it kind of humanizes the character.
0: Yeah, and I mean, how cool is that? That the owner of the coffee shop is—that's her on the cover with the blonde locks. Um, speaking of which, I don't want to toot my own horn, but in uh, Mikey Sutton's Dreamwalker comic, there uh, my likeness will be used as an evil sorcerer on the inside the art. <laughs> nice. So there you go. Because he goes, send me a headshot, and I sent him one of me wearing the uh, cloak of levitation. <laughs> so- all right, so Invin's. who knows? Maybe it'll blow up, but um, uh, it's coming out in December. We got a Natalie Sanders variant for it too. But anyway, we're talking about those covered by Shakers, Invincible Iron Man, the Elizabeth Torque, Amalgam Comics exclusive, limited to 1,000. Way to go, Amalgam Comics and coffee. All right, what do we got next?
2: All right, next up, we've got Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number one, originally published in 1984 from Marvel Comics. All of our favorite Marvel heroes and villains are gathered together in the first of this 12 issue series and issue one finds them unaware of their situation stuck in a giant construct in outer space a bright light appears as the beyonder reveals himself telling all they must battle heroes versus villains with the winners getting anything they desire while villains being villains bicker amongst themselves with galactus and dr doom refusing to cooperate this results in beyonder showing them who's boss Iron Man and a group of the heroes sense the impending confrontation and ready themselves for battle to be continued in issue two. Now, one of the more interesting aspects of this issue is this blue Galactus error variant that people talk about. I actually found one. Now, it's hard to know the ratio of these error copies, but it's somewhere along the lines of one in 10. Along with the blue and white air Galactus, there's also a red The Thing and a fiery red explosion, both instead of being orange. Now, it seems these error variants are attributed to no magenta plates used in the printing process. Instead of magenta, uh, was printed on a separate set of yellow plates, hence all yellow areas are red, and all pure magenta areas have no color at all, the color of the white paper. As for recent sales, Doctor Doom and Galactus both factor into this comic more than any other Marvel villains, which might account for the recent bump. With all the rumors of a potential secret war storyline in the MCU. Now, although unknown in recent record high raw sale, whether it was a variant or not, it did hit 153 bucks. And, you know, the person graded it a near mint minus, with other raw selling for about 60 to 70 bucks, up from an average of 30 bucks just a few weeks ago. So, with Uh, We also saw many CGC 9.8 sales in the range of 700 bucks. Recognize that grading companies don't even recognize the Blue Galactus error on their labels. But this might change with enough people pointing out this on their submissions, which I did because now it's an option as, you know, a variant on uh, CGC submissions. Now, the error variant occurs in both the direct and newsstands. So be sure to check your copies. I'm glad I checked mine.
0: What do you guys got? I need to look inside to uh, to see if I have blue Galactus, but that's a great bit of advice. If you have a comic that is uh, is an obscure first appearance, or maybe an obscure first, like uh, you know, or you found an error in it, when you submit to CDC, make sure you put that in your notes so that hopefully that they will note it, right? Um, Because you know, eventually more and more people pointed it out to them and then they'll change the labels. We all know that they've done it forever now changing first appearances, cameos, whatever. They're not perfect, you know, they typically the graders aren't looking for the different colors of Galactus when they were opening this up. You know what I'm saying? They're looking more for the grades and right. you know and I mean, you know, it's interesting what they talk about the color palettes. If you think about uh, why the Hulk was originally gray is cuz it was uh it was either cheaper to make him gray or or it was easier to make him gray than green back, you know, back in the early, uh, the olden days of printing comic books, uh, so the, so on the first appearance of the Hulk, he was gray, and you know, eventually he turned green, because I guess it could it was easier to make green, or it was cheaper to make green at that point, but gray, apparently, you know if you think about black and white, black and gray, they're all the same shades of everything, so you know it puts into the whole process, so and it's kind of amazing that this in a 9.8 hit $700 because this is a, I would imagine, this is a gigantic print run. One of the biggest crossovers in Marvel history, right? If you think about it. Uh, besides, before this, it was Contest of the Champions where you saw this amount of heroes in Marvel Universe crossover. If I, if I remember, I know Contest of Champions was the first ever miniseries, but then I don't think they ever had one where it was just a giant crossover like sequel wars was and, tw- and it ran 12 issues. So there you go, man. Marvel well, Super- well, secret
2: wars branched out into, you know, stories in, there was a the bunch of times. Yeah. Lines. Yeah. There was times yeah.
0: And it was toys that were based on it. You know, there's that famous Jim shooter article, um you know interview that he's he's been telling the story for years now about how you know they didn't know how to make the characters and they were like you know hey sign the rights off because you want to do secret wars movie and he was like look i used to i'm an editor i know that i know what it is and you know he was just like just take the money and and run with it you know and he's been telling this story at cons and finally people got him on camera saying it so i guess that's all it took Uh, even though we kind of been saying it's been coming but you know it's, it's like uh, people don't believe until somebody comes down and smack them in the face with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> until somebody actually sees a Secret Wars trailer, they are like, oh, I should go buy that book right now. That's probably a good investment if I should go buy that right now. But uh, right now, you know, they're all over the place. But I would also tell you, this throughout this entire run, there's some classic covers and there's some also some other first appearances that you might want to look into. Just do your own research. You know, there's some a uh, couple of female characters in there that you may want to look at. Spider-Woman and uh, I think it's Volcano or Titania. titanium Titanium. Titanium. yeah you know those are another some other great issues in there that uh number um, three yeah and then uh whatever the first and the dr doom issue is a classic too just because of the cover i do believe but anyway all right so we go from uh very very high print run to good lord i've never heard of it
1: (laughs) that's right we're keeping up this trend from week to week here we're talking about naruto number one the the hollow limited to five thousand from viz media from in 2003 Manga has long been ignored when it comes to significant market values. Their thick, digest-sized book tends to be overlooked by U.S. comic collectors. This is mostly due to being reprinted non-stop. However, when they have an exclusive printing, that's when we should take more notice. For example, this Naruto variant has a hollow cover that is numbered on the cover of 5,000 copies. This variant was released in 2003 alongside other popular Shonen Jump titles in the U.S. to celebrate the first U.S. English release. Now, for comics, 5000 is a huge variant print run. Yet, that's a number that is easily dried up into collections for this book. Affordable copies rarely show up, and apparently this week's new high sale of $700 raw is just that. Especially when the only listed copies range from $1 to 3k raw if your lcs has a large manga section take a look for this one chances are good that you might just get lucky and find one
0: I, yeah right we're starting to see this trend <laughs> yeah. of more uh people in the manga anime and even the game comics that are kind of coming i mean uh, we've talked to ad nauseum how huge manga is not let alone anime right and and it crosses all borders, literally. I mean, uh, you'll see Americans, Europeans, everybody loves anime. I mean, you'll see them doing the uh, the famous what is that anime run of that one character? You know, I, I got where they put their head down and they run. I you know, I, I can't I even mean, think about it right now, but. I mean, manga has been around forever and it's interesting to see how it it, kind of bleeds over in the comics now, especially like when when we when we do the Shakers list and we talk about like, you know, the Mario comic that's based off of a video game. Right. But it's a Japanese company as well. But um, Japan typically hasn't been like a huge... Uh, consumer of Western comics, right? Manga is their thing. Just like in uh, in China, the Chinese comics have been around forever and they tell more of a wuxia story, uh, which is kind of fantasy uh, martial arts, which I'm looking forward to seeing in tonight. And when I do my video, I'm going to explain to you guys the difference between Chinese wuxia and what you would consider anime fighting, which uh, in Japanese literary history has never really been there. It's always been about the way the Bushido and samurai stories. I would say... Fist of the North Star is probably the first time it is really about fighting. Uh if you think remember Fist of the North Star when it first came out? Uber, uber violent anime um, that came out. And before that, it was it was all about Macross, it was all about, you know, Kaiju, things of that nature. But Fist of the North Star is the first time I can remember, of course, Street Fighter 2 and the video game really made kind of Japanese fighting games and and, and uh and then an anime to follow that really, really big in Japan. But you know, but prior to that you never heard of this, but now you see like Naruto, One Punch Man. Uh, what's uh, of course uh, Super Saiyan, whatever the what are the what are the what is that one? The, the what is that the, that damn anime with the um, Dragon Ball Z? Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, Z, Z looks yeah. is definitely Chinese. I mean, even though it's made by Japanese, the whole power structures and styles that they fight—it's typically like Chinese. But they made it their own, which is cool. Uh, but you know, you know. But now you're seeing like all these weird, interesting things, man. I really hope they do the last airbender Netflix series proper. I, I, I meant, you know, I, I, they announced the cast for it. Uh, the cast looks good. Let's just hope the fighting is good. I am one of those grown ass men that was told by my nieces and nephews. I need to watch the last airbender. And I absolutely fell in love with it, man. Um, the, the, the series. And then I even liked the, the follow up, Cora. Ah, such great, great. Animation and storytelling, man. And then when M. Night Shalom, M. Night <laughs> did the movie, it, it I, I, feel, I felt like one of the kids that was a, a, a fan of The Last Airbender. I was just like, this is not what I signed up for. But, uh, oh, there, you, there you go, the Naruto, number one, the Holo variant, limited to 5,000. It's not the first time Viz Media has shown up on here because it's, they don't, you know, we there, you only do that one. Uh, here's one. I have never seen in the wild in myself in person ever,
2: ever. Super, super rare. Red She-Hulk issue number 58, the Greg Horn 1 in 50 variant, originally published in 2012 from Marvel. And we've seen the Hulk, both rage filled and smart, and we're getting She-Hulk soon. Then there's rumors of General Ross's Red Hulk showing up in future speculated Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers Project. But Red She-Hulk, revealed to be Betty Ross, has a long way to go before we see her in the MCU. However, this Greyhorn 1 in 50 variant is probably one of the most, if not the most, coveted variant for the Red She-Hulk run. This week, a CGC 9.6 Sold for five hundred and five bucks, which is catching up to its highest sale, which we tracked at six hundred and twenty-five bucks back in 2018. This is one variant that just doesn't show up very often. I don't mean, know. It's sick too. Look at that. Gentlemen, what's your thoughts on a red she hulk?
0: I'm more personal. I always talk about the two Gregs uh, when it comes to high racial variants, Greg Land and Greg Horn. But Greg oh. Land has a very specific style. You may even say he copies, uh, you know, but everybody Ooh. uses a reference when they do art. Right. But Greg Horn is definitely an artist. And and we were just talking about it. He, he doesn't f- flood the market with his variants. Right. It's mm-hmm. not like, uh, you know, hey, what Greg Horn variant is this month? Well, you know, it's like which Pete Promoco variant is this month? <laughs> uh, what, uh, you know, which uh, Ardern variant is this month? Uh, but this one. I've never seen this in person, to be honest with you. Like, I, like on a wall book or anywhere. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, you, if you think about it, you're like Red El- Shield, Red Fifty Eight. Why not? But if you think about it, who the hell was ordering that high ratio copies of this. to get? Yeah. To, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and it, in 2012, I don't know what the ordering may have been. Maybe Gabe uh, ninety loves comics, who uh, works for Torpedo Comics, can explain. But back in 2012, I don't know if it was they had to order. 50 uh this to get uh the the ratio or was it because in some years Marvel made you order a totally different book that had nothing yeah, to do with that, the yeah, variant that,
1: that, that, it, did do that
0: yeah so in 2012 it could have been 50 of some other random book just so you can get this one so I believe there's a uh, the Scotty Young variant for this this issue as well Oh Scotty Young that's another guy that's uh been saturated right when Scotty Young first came out it was like everybody loves Scotty Young and then it was like man now, now he's all over the place so Red Hulk a Red She Hulk number fifty-eight, the Greg Horn one and fifty from two thousand and twelve. I love this book, by the way. This brings back nostalgia to me from 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 indie comics.
1: Yeah, this one for me takes me back uh, to the days when uh, Matt and myself were back in the G plus era uh cuz this Google
0: was a Plus. shout out to Google yeah. Plus rest in peace
1: right this was a popular book with that with that community we're talking about scud the disposable assassin number 1 from fireman press in 1994 and if you're a fan of rick and morty then scud is technically its creative cousin creator rob schrob uh both uh was both roommates and a longtime writing partner of rick and morty co-creator dan harmon dan has yeah, directed
0: that.
1: yeah Dan has directed episodes of Community, Parks and Recreation, and many other high-profile comedy shows. However, his first big creation was Scud, which Dan Harmon also wrote a few issues of, and has been a a growing indie title, hitting a new high sale of $510 for a 9.8. When it comes to Rick and Morty, Scud was there at the beginning when Justin Roiland called them Doc and Marty. In fact... Royland created a very early Scud commercial featuring those early Rick and Morty prototypes. The question is, will we ever see Scud in some content
0: capacity? You know what? This this gives me, this is like, there's a very specific time. And there's another book on this list that is going to, ends where the beginning and end of indie comics was, you know, right around the mid eighties, all the way to like the mid nineties. If you think about indie comics, Scud, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the tick, uh, radio mm-hmm. black belt, hamsters, all these other ones, and kind of image came along and kind of killed all these little indie publishers and everybody can't be even Valiant became a big publisher in 1994. If you think about it and, and indie Absolutely. books kind of became hard to find, but if you remember 1994, Everything indie was cool. Uh, indie movies like Clerks, um, um, Swingers, and indie music, right? If you think about it, it used to be called college radio and then been morphed into what we now would be considered indie music right if you think about R.E.M as a band it was a co- the college radio basically college radio is if you were to turn your radio band all the way to far left as you can go into the 80s that was where <laughs> the, the that was where your college radio station like 89.9 or 90.1 right along those lines and you know so i mean it was like just the whole era to me is just uh, I wax nostalgia because that's just to me independent indie indie everything right indie uh, indie comics indie music indie movies and in 1994 was almost, it was like right at the height and then it started to kind of die down after that but Scud is one of those that are right up there with all those kind of really cool uh, like the Tick I always think about too so uh, there you go. Uh, next one up on the list should not be a surprise to you, since we talked about it on last week's show. Uh, anytime news drops, you gotta go and look for those comics, man.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Next up, we've got Star Slayer number two, originally published in 1982 from Pacific Comics. Now, with the recent announcement of the on-screen resurrection of the Rocketeer franchise through Disney yes. Plus, the first appearance of Rocketeer in Star Slayer number two is blasting off. With a Rocketeer backup story and a sweet David Stevens full back cover spread, it's no wonder this is the Rocketeer book to grab. Now, Star Slayer number 2 was historically a sub $200 range in CGC 9.8 condition, but started to rise mid-March 2021. Two CGC 9.8 copies just sold on August 30th for all-time highs of 500 and $565. There are currently... Five hundred and twenty-two universal copies on the CGC census, with one copy in nine nine, two hundred and six and nine eight, and one hundred and fifty-two and nine six. That's a massive sixty-eight point eight percent of the universal copies at nine point six plus. That's some serious Rocketeer fans grabbed and stashed their Star Slayer two copies, keeping them in pristine conditions. Now be on the lookout for the first appearance of the Rocketeer because with the off-brand publisher and series. This book has long box dive written all over it. Just a heads up. Some other fun Rocketeer books include Star Slayer number three, which has a Rocketeer backup story, and Amazing Heroes issue number 37, which has an early Rocketeer appearance and an interview with Rocketeer creator Dave Stevens.
0: I have a Rocketeer number one 3D. In other words, it comes with 3D glasses, and I I bought it. I bought it just because of that. And of course, uh, rest in peace, Dave Stevens. Great, great artist. One of the guys who drew women beautifully, if you look at some of the Dave Stevens uh earlier stuff. But this is like Star Slayer now has two appearances uh that are being developed. Uh isn't Grimjack's first appearance in a Star Slayer book as well. I'm trying I'm trying to remember that, but uh well, Rocketeer, we're, I, I think I was talking about this on Letters of the and Mikey Sutton, how Rocketeer is one of the greatest movies when I was a kid growing up, uh, not because Jennifer Connelly was absolutely gorgeous, but it was the whole vibe. And also Joe Johnson as the director who also directed Captain America, the first Avenger perfect person to do captain america the first avenger if you saw him do the rocketeer it's very even if it was done in i believe the 80s but it has like a like a 40s world war ii vibe to it and it just nailed it right i mean uh, absolutely love one of my favorite i mean you gotta think the pickings were slim when the rocketeer movie came out for what we would consider superhero films right i mean you know so when it came out it was pretty cool what it was you know guy with a jetpack trying to fight Nazis to get his girl back. So, uh, man, and now it looks like Disney, I guess, owns the rights. To, I don't know if they never relinquished the rights for it. I think the Disney film, I'm trying to remember who developed, who did it, but it's the perfect place to put somewhere like that now. I mean, imagine them putting Rocketeer into the MCU. That would take this book to all new levels. I'm not saying I, it is, but they're all under the same umbrella why not have rocketeers show up in i don't know just do like a captain america prequel movie and uh, like you know captain america's fighting nazis And next thing you know rocketeer comes flying by so but uh, <laughs> okay, i think yeah. it's really
1: i think it's really just a sign of the healthy comic market too where it's like this is kind of a secondary second tier type of like option news um, yeah, it's nostalgic for a lot of us that kind of grew up on the character, but it's exciting to see the quick numbers that it jumped to because I think it, it's really indicative of the growing comic market.
0: Yeah, and I Absolutely. also think the the studio power behind it because it's going to be on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, plus so Disney and, Plus. And the, and the they Disney haven't plus yet. Yeah, no, they ha- and they, they have and not. you can tell they they have a certain sheen to them, meaning they're putting money into it where. You could say Netflix original. And you're like, oh boy, let me roll the dice, man. Is it going to be like you know The Witcher level, or am I going to get uh yep. am I going to get like uh the uh, Warrior Nun Ariella version? You know what I'm saying? I, there's different levels of yeah. There was a Warrior Nun Ariella series on Netflix. Uh, it got canceled after one season. But there's levels to um, canceled after one season. <laughs> <I mean, yeah,
1: laughs> v War. There's all kinds of great comics that just didn't translate. And you're right. It's all it's all about the budget. Um, is Netflix really behind it or is it something they're just letting a third party production company kind of put together and it's not, it's not an agenda item for them.
0: Yeah. What bummed me out was Jupiter's legacy, man. I really, I mean, as somebody uh, who's a Mark Miller, Mark, um, a fanboy. I mean, I love everything Mark Miller does, and I really wanted to see a season two of Jupiter's Legacy. But apparently, Super it just...
1: Crooks is going to bring him back. I keep telling you, we got to be positive. Super Crooks right. is going well, to They
0: said it's part of the world, but I want to see like you know the story that tells what happens to the Utopian. I don't want to give it away for those who've read the comics, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's a great story, man, and very dark too. But uh, Star Slayer issue number two from Good Old Pacific Comics from April 1982. This last book is going to blow your freaking minds on what it's sold for. Are you guys ready? That's right. We're talking indie comics,
1: but we can just shut down the indie comic talk now because we're talking TMNT number one from Mirage 1984. And let's just keep it quick. A CGC 9-8 copy sold for a massive new high of $245,000 on Comic-Connect this week. That that obliterates the last nine point eight sale that we tracked back in 2019 when it sold for ninety K. So yeah, calabunga indeed.
0: Nine well ninety wow, K is even mind boggling to me, but then to go from ninety thousand to two hundred forty five thousand and pure nostalgia. I mean d- this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is almost bulletproof. It doesn't matter if there's a movie for it, if there's a show for it, or whatever. It's, it's a, just, quarter this,
2: dollars, a quarter
0: million That's
2: dollars, man. quarter million
0: dollars. That's crazy. I
1: see every day, like, uh, you know, working for a company where, like, they're involved in sports cards and things, and you look at the prices of even, like, modern athletes i look at this book and think how many of us grew up with ninja turtles like it's such a synonymous brain and it's one of the few that like tr- let's be like I'm, everybody knows how i feel about gi joe but then it that brand fell off for a long time um and they're starting to resurrect and try to build back but transformers is another one like it's it's not turtles has stayed strong since its inception
2: do you think oh, yeah. that you know that the term the rising tide is going to take all the boats with it do you think that this new new high is going to take all grades of this in it you know then we're going to see record breaker after record breaker coming in the
0: especially the first, first the the first was it like four issues i think because i think the first four issues are five issues are the ones that are black and white and in a larger format i believe correct after that yeah. they went to a smaller comic book size but if you remember these these are really odd shaped they're like half magazine half comic book probably closer to magazine size Um, And, you know, and then obviously, you know, there's the other hot ones are the the one shot miniseries of all the different characters, Michelangelo, uh, Donatello and uh, and all those characters. But uh, I mean, even though the movies have been to be nicely put uh, underwhelming, um, you know, because they they can't decide what to do with them. Right. They're either. Do I want to be adult or do I want to be kids? I want to want to be kids
2: and sell toys or do I want to go adult?
0: Yeah. Pizza eating cowabunga or, you know, these first issues, which were pretty dark, Um, you know, and then they went to, you know, and then they got huge. They got the cartoon uh, who who hasn't played the, the format, the four player video game. Right. Where all four right. of you played the, the, the video and, game. Uh, um, I and so now you've got
1: two two huge films on the way, though. So, like, think about the, the height that this could hit. You've got an animated film uh produced and directed by Seth Rogen. You've got a live action film from Colin Jost. Uh, now those are big names will we deliver movies that'll be impactful or that'll change you know the perception i don't know but i think it stands to reason that like like this is a book like i don't see any reason for turtles not to be hot
0: Anthony then ring on the ring up i just i totally forgot about that about that awful uh vanilla ice song uh that he did for the teenage mutant turtles movie oh my god that was awful oh
1: when you were a kid like you were going off to to the ninja rap. Come on now. Oh, no, I wasn't because I was already
0: old enough. I was already into music. (laughs) "Ah,
1: Go ninja. Go ninja. Go. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. Every, every kid. Listen, every kid loved that when, when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's I mean. a great documentary on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Netflix, but it focuses more on the on the toys. I think it's the toys that made us, and it talks to both Eastman and Laird. That. And this was when they kind of had their uh, their rift, right? Uh, yeah. One of them didn't want to sell out, and one of them did, and you know, and made a ton of money. And they wanted to be more like we were talking. They wanted to be more independent. So go. Uh, but then they eventually made up. So uh, it was pretty rare back in the day. I would say I wouldn't say back in the day, but. At least 10 years ago To get them both In the same place the same Sign the same comic book Right You would never It's it's pretty hard To to find Eastman and Laird's Signatures uh, on one comic And Laird
1: doesn't like He doesn't like to travel Um, Yeah He doesn't like to do A lot of like appearances So his signature Is just tough in general
0: Yeah all right, boys and girls, that is the cover price shakers of the week, but don't go anywhere, right? Because we're going to go see what is shaken today because things can change up and we'll every see. Every day, man. It changes every Try day. Try not to sh- show something that Matt will talk about next week. <laughs> so uh, shout out to all you guys watching, even though we came a little bit early Let's today. Let's see how many Ativo has in his collection here. Uh, let's go straight. There's the cover price top ten, dominated by Spider-Man. New releases. Oh, okay. Here yeah, we go. The Shakers. shakers. Da, da, da. Um, oh, I need to update mine. I have uh, some oh, some of these Iron Mans. Nothing. Uh, there's that Teenage Mutant Turtle books. FF one. Look at that. Good lord. A one point eight for eleven thousand dollars, man. For okay, first appearance grand. of the Fantastic Car. Love the Fantastic the, Car. What?
1: Oh my goodness! Come on, Walking Dead number one. I just picked one of
0: those up. Wow! Did you this really? A, this thing yep. has been look at that still going strong. Walking still Dead number one, two thousand three, a nine point eight just sold for thirty eight hundred. That wow, that seems almost like a bargain nowadays. I mean, <laughs> the I, still-
1: yeah, I mean, I picked up a nine point six for considerably less than that, and I felt like I, I it, thinking about where the prices were and what the pedestal still we still look at every indie comic and say is it going to be the next walking dead so yep. i just i just felt like for the history of my comic career that needed to be a book i had
0: yeah let's look at this first appearance of jason todd cameo of killer croc oh, look at that a thousand dollars for 9.8 people digging the jason todd uh over on uh Titans there. Nice. Sup- nice. Titans is super dark. Uh, but yeah, man, do you remember when this book was just absolutely hot? Remember uh first appearance of Star Lord and in magazine format, Marvel Pv Marvel Pv presents number four, uh nine point four for eight ninety-eight. I remember when this nine point four used to be like a fifteen hundred dollar, two thousand dollar book. Um oh, I, I also I
1: I remember the day, like, right when that Guardians movie got announced and, like, you could find that book in, like, dollar bins. Like, oh, there was man. there was a period of time where we were grabbing that book for a couple bucks and then, like, flipping it for $200 thinking we were robbing somebody.
0: Oh, and then you look, it, you look at it now. Oh, man. You ain't kidding me, man. But uh, there you go. Uh, moon, moon every gotta week is getting high. Hey, look at that. Oh my god. Here, Here you, you go. Here's some uh, nostalgia for you. Silverhawks number Good one. Lord. Remember that? Another uh, Marvel uh, got a property of a uh, of an animated series, made a comic of it. First comic appearance of the Silverhawks team. $8. Eight? For a 9.9 Is hey, something team. going on with that? People love it. holy shit man. <laughs> Somebody in the know must know something that is being developed, but I, you know, the animation for its time, I thought was pretty good for for Silverhawks, right? I mean, you know, let alone the weird cowboy in, not, in outer space without a helmet on playing his guitar. You see him out there in the cover, bottom of the cover. <laughs> 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 he was the pilot. That's all I remember. Hey, here's a cool book, man. Giant Size shoulders. I should actually add this to my collection, yeah, cool. actually. Now, what, this I is mean, a key for some reason. What is let me it? add out? this, man. Oh, go ahead uh, and add it. Go ahead and add that it's a raw i would say mine is about a 9.4 so we'll add it right there boom now it's back in my collection giant size chillers featuring the curse of dracula the first appearance of lilith daughter of dracula i wonder if it's because the the video game it features lilith uh, if you haven't seen it the midnight suns video game has a uh, v- lilith is the mother of demons version is the uh but basically the same name uh but lilith is the big baddie for the game midnight suns um, if that character ever gets their own comic book, man, the Hunter hey, that that appears. Tivo,
2: real quick, check out Thunderhouse Designs. Cartoon is coming back for Silverhawks, and it was announced there's toys coming from Super Seven. Super Seven nice. is doing these toys, these nostalgic period toys, and they're cool. I as know
1: that, that company's a hustler.
2: <laughs> Do you think I they're hustling, know. man?
0: That is, they're they're just getting the nostalgia buttons. Look at this, more uh, teenage mutant ninja books, Here's another one. Here's a cool one. That's what I'm saying. Do you think that
2: that's gonna just fire up? Because I feel like there was a real nice spike in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right around when Ronin was breaking out. Then you know the everything got hot again. Yeah. And now we've got this record-breaking sale, and everything's gonna get hot
0: again. Yeah. Look at this one. This is issue 21. Uh, somebody tell me if there's some uh, first it's appearance in here we don't know about. But six hundred sixteen dollars yeah. and nine point eight. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's another one in here. I mean, look at this one: Teenage Tales of the Teenage Mutant Turtles. The first appearance of Leatherhead. For those who had Leatherhead on a 2021 bingo card, oh, cool around cover. This Big is paper. number six, six hundred sixty-two dollars. So somebody's really digging Turtles. Uh, didn't even. Well, hey, look,
1: we got two. We got two turtle movies coming, and I could totally see one of them deciding, like, we want to have different characters represented.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, oh, this is cool. Remember the uh, the old Age of Ultron series? Remember that? Uh, uh, this is issue number 10, the Joe Black and White Wraparound Cover. You got a little Angela action on there. The cameo of Angela in the Marvel Ooh. Universe. $520. I'll tell you a, another slept on book perhaps not by Angela and Spawn Collectors is the Angela miniseries and there's a pirate Spawn variant that is uh, sought after. I don't have that. I, I have angela variant it's a special variant it doesn't even have a price on it uh but i would say if you're into angela uh look for that one uh that one's cool hey i have this one too yeah Yeah. 475 all right this is one of the weird ones was like half the director's cut is half black and white and half color uh but here's the uh the regular one 498 for raw and young avengers number one um I'm surprised this book hasn't really popped yet. Um, you know, I well, think, still, you know, I mean, that's December, right? Is that I December? think after, after Shang-Chi, they're going to do the full court press on the Eternals and you're going to see this book uh, start to jump. But 9.4 um, for uh, 285 for 9.0, 9.8 for 3800. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Look at this one. What is this oh, That's the uh UK price variant. Rarely oh wow, I've never seen the ten pence variant. I actually, before. have the number two in the UK
2: price variant.
0: 137 for raw. I mean, back in the day, if you see nine pence, you're like, damn it. I wish I had the regular US version, but now it's like people are going <laughs> right? all out for it. Um, hey, here's the color version of it. See, I, this is one of those where sorry, black and white is cool and everything, but the color one is absolutely gorgeous oh, when you when way you way better one. in color. Joe Casada wrap around one fifty. 429. Good lord. I need to go look at my Age of Ultrons. I have a bunch of them. Um, is Brother Voodoo? Jessica Cruz somewhere? For... Uh, Where's the Green Lanterns? This one? This one is Jessica Cruz, right? Justice League 31? Is Isn't oh. that Jessica Cruz? This is the first full appearance me. of Jessica Cruz, right? Good call, right yeah. Good call so,
2: anti-hero collectibles.
0: Yeah, Justice League. Uh, this is the combo pack. Um First full appearance of Jessica Cruz. $514 for 9.6. Yeah. Not even 9.8 It's a 5.6. Holy cow. Of course, Shuri News is blowing up right now. Um, uh, this is always interesting. Book, The Dark, uh, The Young Avengers Dark Dark Rain. Brother Voodoo. I own two of them. I don't want to too much, oh, but no. this is interesting. I rarely <laughs> ever see this. I rarely <laughs> ever see this on here. This is the, the Midnight good. Suns when the when they had the Midnight Suns sub-label of Marvel, Blade the Vampire Hunter that oh, was God. that
1: was the 2020 dollar box champion
0: all right hold on and
2: i just wanted i was trying to explain to somebody so midnight suns was like supposed to be the adult version like the after dark version what
0: it was just the supernatural heroes. Um, All right, so it wasn't
2: uh, more adult content. It was just- No, that was Marvel Knights is what you're Marvel thinking. Yeah. yeah, Marvel ah. Knights
0: was considered the more adult level. And if you really want to go further, there was another label, uh, help me out, Jack, that did like Kick-Ass and um, those. It was- Marvel. Oh, yeah, One. yeah. Was it Icon? Was it Carl Icon? Yeah, yeah, I think but, Icon. And that was definitely adult, but they yeah, were actually- Yeah, that was
1: like, a lot of their creator own stuff, like- uh, Yeah. God. Uh, was that Stephen King's? Uh, was the tower, uh, yeah.
0: dark tower? Yeah, but kick ass was under and kick ass was under that one. What the hell? Look at this. Wow, man. Do you remember this was at the height 1992, man? This is the height of comic book LCS speculating going crazy, man. Uh, Unity from uh, Valiant Comics, number zero the oh, red yeah. incentive edition valiant had some really interesting things in the 90s to get their incentive variants where you had to mail in coupons do all kinds of stuff remember like the harbinger uh, zero pink issue is the one that comes to mind immediately when i think of like uh you know the mail-ins you had to cut out like a coupon from different books mailing it into them and you got the blue cover and then randomly they were throwing the pink cover of harbinger zero so uh wow.
1: well I also my, my valiant fans will know unity because everything with valiant is measured pre-unity or post-unity because that is the moment when print runs exploded for value so if it's pre-unity if you find a book that came out before unity it's probably low printed and there's a secondary market for it if it's post-unity it's going to be tough damn that's good knowledge man
0: wow there's three young avengers on the shakers list all uh, everything, everything but the nine point five. And you got a couple uh, of uh Luke cages on here, man. Hey, look at this, man, Darkhawk. Dark if Hawk, you guys man, didn't Dark pick Hawk. up your Darkhawks yeah. last week, it features a brand new Darkhawk. So I got two you know. at CGC, baby. So this is Darkhawk number one. This is the OG Darkhawk, the Darkhawk that dropped on uh, last Wednesday is a new version of Darkhawk, a, nu- a new young high school kid who has taken the mantle of Darkhawk. So yeah, uh, it had
1: me Wednesday warrior for that one. Fine incentives. Yeah, yeah.
0: There was some 1 in 25s. I got both of them actually the 1 in 25 and the 1 in 50. I still
1: need yeah. to get the 1 in 50. I got, a, I got like three of the 1 in 25s.
0: Ah, here we go. Here we go. Some Ruby Williams for you. The Luciano of the second print variant. Vichillo. It's pretty clean. I like that. I like the clean line. Yeah. That is clean. $300 for a raw copy. $300 for a raw copy. Holy raw cow. Dollar. $300. $300 for a raw copy. I don't know. I I, I saw. I saw. I saw a dealer who unearthed a stack of those yesterday. Oh man, go back and get them. Uh, Who doesn't remember Danger Girl from our friend J. Scott Campbell? Look at that, J. Scott Campbell, smoking gun variant. Look at that. 2769 only for uh four not bad at all. But oh, this man. was at the height of uh little sexy girl covers there. If you remember Danger Girl, then uh what Gen 13 also was another one that did a lot of those as well. Um, you know, don't you we know, always get to always Ooh, yeah, talk about let's take a look at that Marvel point one? Where's that? Oh, at? you want the Marvel Point one? Okay, yeah, because go.
2: that's gotta be going
0: crazy. Where is it? One more up. One more up. Here we right there we go, Marvel point one. This is the first full appearance of Kamala Khan. Boom. 344 raw comic. Raw. Highest known value, $2,000. I mean, the Riwi effect has really blown me, especially that I don't know if it would have got much of because she's in Black Panther Two, really gave it a bump, I think. As opposed to, you know, hey, we all know she's going to be in the Ironheart series, right? I mean, but now that she's going to be kind of like mixed in with the Wakandans, kind of really gave it an extra bump. So uh, wait man, till I actually just, see her. You know how it is.
2: Once she actually, yeah. is, when they see all her right. in the trailer, people go crazy.
0: Yeah, crazy. Okay. Once we see them in costume or live action, then it just it's just going to go nuts. Just like, um, I just saw. Record new sale. It was not on the shakers list yet for a uh, uh, special Marvel edition number fifteen, the first appearance of Shang Chi, broke twenty k. Broke twenty k. I, I should probably go back and show it, but I won't. Uh, but it, But I was looking on cover price <laughs> today because I I own a 9.8, and I was like, uh, let me go see what it up. And I, the last time I remember it was like the high sale was like fifteen grand. And there was another one that posted for seventeen grand, and then recently twenty grand on that book. Um, if all the news about the movie is as positive as it is, hopefully there's more room for it to grow. But uh, speaking of which, I gotta go get ready, uh, go see yes. my movie, man. Any last words, Jack? No,
1: man. Enjoy. You gotta let me know if I need to be making a play here. If this is a long term move,
0: so yeah, I'm, I need to hear. I would I will do a non spoiler video tomorrow. Uh, okay, and I'm gonna tell you, know. you guys if you should be getting this if it's a long-term play or not, and without spoiling the movie, of course my my answer now is yes. But you know, uh, but anyway, uh, JB, any last words? Yeah, man, thanks
2: everybody in the live chat for coming out and checking us out on Thursday. Make sure you're back on Tuesday and every Sunday. And if you are not subscribed to the channel. What the hell is going on? Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of the content. Thanks for coming by. And I'm ready to come back on my channel. I'm looking to do some collaborations.
0: Please reach out to me on the IG. There you go. I thank you guys all for joining us. Uh, Hit up the video I did Saturday for our 7,000 subs giveaway contest. And until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in the long boxes. I got to go. I got to get out of here. Bye. do this! B- 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 r- rewind, silly, can come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Jump, 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 jump,
2: jump. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this,
1: you shall know that the Lord is of faith. Come
0: There are assembled the world's five greatest heroes. Their mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all
1: mankind.
2: When it comes, I won't even notice.
0: Oh, household. I'll be too busy looking good. Can't understand.